There it is. All right. So, hello, this is Rachel from House of Rebels Theatre. I'm here with members of Theatre Parallax, and we're here to talk about their show coming up, which is called Kata. Hey, guys. Hey. Hi. <laughs> you want to introduce yourselves? Um, my name is Maite Jacobson. I'm the artistic director of Theatre Parallax and the director of our show, Kata. And I'm Anthony DeFeo, and I am one of the divisors for Theatre Parallax and one of the performers on Kata. Fabulous. And you are a devising company, basically. Do you call yourselves a collective, or...? Yeah, yeah. We're a devised theatre collective. Fabulous. And is everyone trained and devised, or do you come from different backgrounds? All of the core members of Theatre Parallax um, actually graduated from the same program, which is York University's devised theatre program. Uh, and most of who we've brought on does have a devised background, but we're starting to expand our reach to... Um, more traditional training or just training outside of our own. Nice. It's got to be handy to have the same sort of vocabulary as you go through a process too, so that must be lovely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, Kata opens in less than one week. Yes, it does. <laughs> we are very aware of that fact. <laughs> so, in your rehearsals at the stage, is anything changing? Are you guys just sort of fine-tuning at this point? Or are you still sort of experimenting with new things as you go on? This is pretty much the definitive run of Kata. We've been workshopping it for three years, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, we've received tons and tons of feedback, and I think that this version of the show is definitely what it was always meant to be, and is just becoming more itself as we go on. Uh, at this point in this process of the show, we are definitely uh, teching mostly. So like the devising is done, the show is created, and we're ready to show everybody what we made. Exactly. Lovely. Now, how did the idea for this come to be? As you said, you've been working on this sort of idea, this concept for the show for over three years. I know it started back at York University as a project, I believe. What, uh, yeah. what was the project and how did the idea sort of conceptualize? Yeah, so this started uh, at York University. And um, originally the project was to make a piece that was moved forward by sound. Uh, so we decided to make a, a physical theater show, but um, a lot of what we were trying to do, just based on different interests in the group, uh, was we wanted to really make a, a piece of theater that looked at masculinity. Um, we had the rare opportunity of having four males to a group, uh, which at the time, just in our class, was practically unheard of. So Super rare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we just wanted to take advantage of that, and um, and we did. And uh, the more we talked about what we wanted the show to be, the more we knew we wanted it to be a, a very pressing piece of physical theater. Um, we wanted it to uh, be almost aggressive, uh, just to capture the the challenges that come with masculinity. Um, and we just talked about making this exhausting piece, a, a piece that just pushes performers to their absolute limits. Um, and honestly, the, the first kata, we had, we had I think, three weeks uh, to make this show. It was a 15-minute show. We had three weeks, and our ambition was like <laughs> a show that I think most people would take, you know, six months or, as we're experiencing, three years to, <laughs> to make, not three weeks. So, um, yeah, it all just started with, uh, you know, a project that was meant to move by sound, a bunch of dudes, and uh, a lot of ambition. And it's so funny how far it's come from then because when I first saw it, I wasn't part of the original group of creators. I saw it as its 15-minute piece in the audience. 
Um, and I was completely floored by how much they did in those 15 minutes and how exhausted they seemed. And every single time we've had to remount it since, it's had to become harder because they are stronger. And so the choreography has had to change so much over the past three, four years because they are just stronger and stronger and they can do more. And we run it so many times that we have to be careful not to run it too much so that they can actually still get exhausted. It's a very fine line. Yeah, for sure. Were there any women involved in the first uh, creation as you guys did it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Um, The uh, initial creation, we had uh, four male performers and um, four female outside eyes. Am I miscounting? Or four females, three, I'm sorry, three females on the outside. Um, So it it actually just worked out that, you know, the... the, uh, men were the performers on the inside of the piece still a collaborative process so everybody definitely had their opinions but uh yeah there there was still that that female view on the piece that's great yeah because i know you guys talk about on your website uh the the duality and and the gender dynamics and the binary is the word i'm looking for (laughs) duality it's like a superhero um i know you guys talk about gender binaries a lot on your website so it's interesting to see how you can actually get a focused group together and discuss this and it's not that difficult but for some reason on a whole in society it becomes this larger scale thing to tackle and to to discuss I think it was a really wise choice to isolate um, masculinity from the binary to a certain degree to talk about it uh, at least for the original like research and inception of the project Uh, because they influence each other so much. And so much of the show, and we've kept it this way for a reason, uh, so much of the show has to do with male relationships with other males and with themselves, uh, which I think is hugely important to how males develop um, and how their emotions develop because there's so much less of a support system uh, for masculinity in general between males, and there's much more competition and aggression and things like that. So it is a more... Uh, isolated state to be in in from what I've learned of it based on my knowledge of being a man and being a woman and having a company that's <laughs> that's three men and me having you know being the female presence in the company but um, yeah it, it's really interesting to try and isolate that and see really how they affect each other versus um, how the sexes influence each other and how gender affects itself um, from both sides because I think those are it's it's very different to see um, both the male and female versus those things isolated yeah I think we look to isolate um, the gender as well when we were creating the show uh, just to not um, dilute the conversation at all mm-hmm. uh, right it, it becomes extremely difficult um, and, and you know that that does mean that there are unanswered questions and unexplored things, um, and, and this is a massive topic to explore. Huge, yeah. yeah, so we focused on masculinity in isolation just to create a concentrated dialogue about it, um, and I think that opening it up, and um, some people have definitely asked why it's just for mm-hmm. men, um, and I think opening it up uh, opens it up to a lot a, a much bigger conversation about the relationship between these two genders. Exactly. Yeah, and we just want to examine what this gender looks like in isolation and um, explore 
you know the many the many flaws and struggles and challenges that, that come with it yeah I think that's a good way to do it I mean you've, you've sort of got to put huge issues like this under a microscope and sort of narrow it on something or else where are you gonna start yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, how do you switch because I know you guys have done other types of theater as well you guys did silk in the Hamilton fringe last year mm-hmm. How does the company transition between, uh, for anyone who, who may not know, Silk is a dark comedy, and it's script-based, yes. versus Kata, which is neither of those things. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kata can be dark, but it is definitely not a comedy. <laughs> no, um, it's definitely not script-based. It is, no, <laughs> it is not script-based. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really funny because Kata is uh, arguably one of the most challenging shows that I've, I've ever done, mm-hmm. but um, Kata is, is where Theater Parallax is at home. Uh, it's probably less challenging for us or um, more comfortable for us, I should say, to, to work in an environment like this where we're just like physical and pushing ourselves in that capacity. Um, so... Uh, we're still a young theater company and doing a show like Silk was largely experimental uh, and I think we're going to keep experimenting with how we create theater but um, Kata Kata has been our our life really it's it's uh, where the company started and it's um, where we I think where we feel more most comfortable it's it's as close to having a style as uh, we'll get right now. Yeah. So we're pretty yeah. much synonymous with it. So Peter <laughs> Parallax and Kata were created at the same time. And so, like Anthony said, it's very much our home. And at the time uh, when we were considering doing Hamilton Fringe, obviously um, we wanted to continue working within the company while waiting between Kata performances. But at the same time, Kata uh, requires very specific things in order to be able to happen, and a festival setting is really not at. Um, So we wanted to continue to expand our breadth of work and find something new to do, but we also wanted to do something that was so different from Kata, so as not to overlap the two and to kind of stretch out different muscles. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's very much what, what Silk was, and we had an amazing time doing that, and... And, you know, coming yeah. home to Kata was even better and, and more thorough based on what we had done with Silk and based on our experience at Hamilton Fringe. So I think, you know, all experience kind of gets absorbed by, yeah. by the next show. Maybe. And I think we'll, uh, we'll definitely see a lot more variety next year, too. We, uh, we definitely plan on continuing to, to branch out into different styles, different shows and different work. Big plans. Yeah. Big plans. <laughs> <laughs> now, having said that you guys basically have formed from the, the conception of Kata, what has it been like bringing new people in? I know we were talking uh, before we started the recording that you've got a new ensemble member, uh, Luke Peroni, this year. What has it been like sort of opening the doors to this experience that you have cultivated over the last three years to a new yeah. person? Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting experience. We we did bring Luke on for we did a, a workshop last year. We brought Luke on last year, but uh, even this year we're we're bringing uh, new members to our team from um, you know behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's such an interesting experience because we're so close to the project that uh, two things happen. You know, one when we pitch this to people, uh, we're just so close that it's not until halfway through the conversation that we realize. Um, yeah, this is actually really interesting. Like, right, uh, we've been right. we've been looking at this so closely that it's just become commonplace to be like, you know, we're pushing these people to their limits, and we're exploring masculinity, and for that 
it's just not uh, fresh in our minds anymore. So we always get the reaction that, that re-energizes us. It's, it's great bringing on new people for that reason. Um, and then we, uh, we have our ideas that we've grown way too close to, yeah. uh, just absolutely criticized in a, in a wonderful way. One that doesn't mm-hmm. feel great immediately, but, um, but just benefits the piece it's in the long term. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and Luke, um, Luke has really, really brought it this year uh, to us, and, and he's opened us up to so many new ideas. And, um, it's been awesome having him and, and seeing where he can take this piece. And Because of the length of the development of the show, there are so many layers of research and so many things to track through from their inception to where they are now. So when there is a proposed change by a new company member, there's always this conversation where we have to go through, well, it started like this and we had all this research to support it and it moves forward, you know. And um, we either realize in that discussion that it's time to let go or that it's worth clarifying the original idea and going back to basics and finding what was interesting about those ideas to begin with. So that process is always fantastic and so interesting. And we, we learn from all the people that we bring on, whether behind the scenes or as a performer. I know bringing on a new performer is very different than bringing on somebody new from behind the scenes because the group of men gets so close and yet so competitive Mm -hmm. through their development in the show that that whole dynamic is very different on the inside. I know Anthony could definitely speak to this (laughs) than it is for me to kind of expand the team on the outside and find new people to support me on the outside and find new people to support the men and the technology and all that. Uh, So that's, you know, very different. Yeah, the craziest part actually is is asking somebody to commit to this show. Yeah, you know, asking Sorry. asking Luke or any of the performers, um, myself, Thomas, and Dylan, the other two performers who have been on this project since the very beginning. Um, we know what to expect, and and we know that we're asking way too much of ourselves and each other. But it's become a a, a pact that we're okay with that we've we've just accepted as ridiculous and, and we're ready to commit to it but to bring someone from the outside in and and say like hey this is the physical regimen that we're going to go through these are the dietary restrictions that that we're going to implement um and on top of that we're going to rehearse um you know it, it's it's uh it's scary yeah it's just tough it's so difficult uh you feel bad a lot of the time but uh luke's been a, an absolute champion and and down to do all of this which has been crazy it's a pretty deep relationship lots of trust yeah. required yeah, <laughs> know that. yeah and we needed to find the perfect fit you know and you know we've had times of transition for sure and it's it's nice to find find people who are willing to commit and also willing to to be there and and be positive when things get tough because it always does that's the nature of kata yeah and can you elaborate on the, the dietary restrictions and like what is what is a week like as a performer in Kata? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, a week in in uh, Kata world, geez, it's um it is really really difficult because uh, you know there's there's never a time that you're not thinking about this. Um, so 
what we commit to um, is a strict physical regime first. Um, this is like probably the most important part of kata, it being an endurance piece and us always looking to push the envelope and push each other. Uh, it means we need to be in, in peak physical condition or uh, you know better than we were last year. So uh, what that usually means is about five days a week at the gym uh, for a minimum an hour, um, just to build our muscles and, and build our, our bodies as our costumes. Um, and one day with a personal trainer where we run circuits, he'll run an assessment on us and push us to our limits. Uh, this is usually a very early Saturday morning, sometimes, yeah, sometimes with garbage bags, uh, just to sweat everything out. Um, so that's the physical end of it, and that's all separate from rehearsal. And then uh, dietary, we, um, I mean, everybody's diet is their own. We have different dietary restrictions, like um, one of our performers is a vegan. So uh, there's no hard rule about how many calories we have to eat or what we have to eat. We're different sizes as well. Uh, the rules are, are a little more general. Um, so there's an obvious no junk food limiting sugar to natural sugars or as, as little as possible. Um, junk food consists of anything any of us would feel bad at eating. So, so that accountability definitely yeah. comes into play. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty huge. Um, we also commit to no drinking during the process. Uh, so everybody gives up alcohol, which is the tough part. We've, uh, I've missed... Well, I've gone to uh, two weddings and my own birthday, so uh, it's been a lot of sacrifice. But those are the biggest those are the biggest restraints, I would say. So you also took Kata to World Stage Design in Cardiff, Wales, in 2013. How did you find the audiences there reacted compared to audiences here? Was it different, or was it the same sort of reception? We were very well received there. Yes, um, I think. The major thing is it's a design festival uh, based on mostly set set sound, all of the, the tech design. And the way that we had applied to the festival was that the performers' bodies were inherent in the design of Kata, which we still have kept and which is the reason for all of the very strict dietary and physical, um, physical regimens. So when we went there, I think we were very different from the other shows that were performing there in the sense that we didn't have a lot extra. I mean, we had quite a pared down set and we had a lot of very ambitious ideas going there. And uh, the show was very physical and um, very intense to watch as a performance member or as a performance, sorry, audience member. And so... I think that definitely contributed a lot to the shock and excitement that people had seeing it and everything that we heard back and all the notes that we had had gotten after were very encouraging. Uh, definitely still constructive because it's it's mostly seen by other designers, that festival, and other theater artists. So we got a lot of great support and feedback and we kind of had to take it back here for that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, one of the, the defining moments of, um, of our trip to Wales, actually, I'll never forget this, we, it was the, near the end of the performance, and I caught one of the audience members, uh, we perform in Thrust, and uh, she was on, on one of the sides of the stage, I actually caught her take her phone out of her pocket and slowly just take a picture of the scene on stage, just she looked hypnotized 
um, and just completely forgot theater convention entirely <laughs> at a theater festival. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that sums up more or less their feelings or a lot of the feedback we got, which was just that it was this captivating thing that people were fascinated by. Uh, but as for bringing that back, you know, we've actually only brought it here in a workshop setting. Mm -hmm. So um, much of the feedback that we've gotten, it, it's, it's been very, very positive, and it's why we continue to press on this show. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to open this up to a more general audience, because for now it's been, um, you know, peers or arts workers and people that we're really looking for constructive feedback from, and I'm excited to see what uh, a more general audience uh, thinks and, and how they receive this show. I'm also really excited um, just to see it run for a length of time uh, that isn't about two days because every <laughs> single time we've workshopped this, it's been a couple shows within two days just to get feedback and you know show that. And we are now running it for two weeks, and that I think is a challenge that we've never, uh, never actually lived up to as, as performers, especially. Um, the recovery time definitely is going to be difficult through those weeks. So the beginning and end of the run are going to be very different, and I'm really excited. <laughs> I think it's the experiment, the long game endurance of running this show over time, not just spending an hour doing the actual show, but continuing to do it every day uh, for that length of time, I think is going to be a really interesting and new experience for us, and I can't wait for that. I'm excited. So you might even say it would be worth it for audience members to come once at the beginning and once at the end. <laughs> I have a couple people who are planning on doing exactly that. It sounds like it would be very interesting. I yeah. I, I'm curious what the end of the show <laughs> will look like. will still be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You can do it. I was going to ask you what the biggest challenge is for the show, but it seems like it's just high endurance, eh? Yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs> um you know this. This is a this is a scary show uh, as a performer, right? Our uh, <laughs> we're trying to preserve our bodies as much as possible, much like a dancer. But um, the point here is to actually hit our limits. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what I'm about to embark on is hitting my limits for almost <laughs> what twelve nights in a row. Um, the challenge is going to be. Uh, taking care I think it's going to be really easy for all of us to uh, finish a show want to shower go home and sleep but um, you know we, we really need to push that extra mile just to stretch out and um, you know I don't know maybe soak or something there's, there's just a lot of self-care that that goes into this and I think when you reach the end you kind of want to sprint but uh, there's there's no sprinting through this <laughs> Just gotta do it. Yeah, and that's a great lesson too, because in the performing arts, we get so wrapped up in the art that we forget about maintaining ourselves as an yeah. artist, and it's so true. It's it's a, a difficult thing to try and persist with. That's absolutely a message that extends beyond kata. Kata is the extreme version of like <laughs> all this can go wrong if you don't. But yeah, as as artists in general, we tend to push ourselves to extreme limits all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, I think what we often fail to realize is that rest can be more valuable than, than pushing um, pushing on empty for extended periods of time. I think the show also highlights, at least within the process, the support that we all have in theater and how lucky we are to be creating theater with a group of people um, and being able to hold each other up that way because I don't think 
I mean, physically, this show could not run without the boys actually holding each other up at many times. Uh, but also as a group, I know we wouldn't have made it this far and we wouldn't have remounted and put up this show so many times had we not encouraged each other and really demanded the most out of each other and yeah. seen that. So I think that's huge. But be excited because there are some actually challenging parts that do require us to hold each other up <laughs> yes. quite literally. Yeah. Uh, choreography. So. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I'm very excited to see it in its, in its newest iteration. Uh, it's one of the new things that I've noticed is the, uh, the promotional materials for this round are incredible. Like the, who's the designer for that? Who's been doing this? It's uh, my father, Rick Jacobson. He's fantastic. He owns a company called Dead Cat Design. And we have actually worked together promoting, uh, doing all of the design work on shows for a very, very long time. Uh, I mean, he's my support all the way through university. So I think we get really creative with with this stuff because he's also a visual artist. So we enjoy that. We also have a photographer joining us for this time around um, in our lighting team, but also just as our photographer for most of our promotional material. Her name is Samantha Hurley and she's so incredibly talented. So that's been really great as well. And I think it's just, you know, it's about pushing new boundaries and not being afraid to let go of the things that you had before and really just reinvent completely. Uh, what you're doing in order to clarify the message that you're trying to get across and it's it's been going very well I'm so pleasantly surprised by how everything turned out and how yeah. well received it's been so yeah, it's, it's a very clear aesthetic and the uh, the alpha minor beta major sort of links can you talk a little bit about that for anyone who hasn't seen it yeah. Um, yeah so the show essentially is about uh, four biological weapons that have been bred and created to be sold uh, for the purpose of war. So as an audience, you come in as investors, ready and willing to see the final product test of these creatures, machines, I guess, uh, and to see how well they fare and if they're worth purchasing. So we definitely had that as an aspect of our show for a very long time. But like I said before, in creating new workshops of the show, you have to find the details that have fall into the wayside or have been ignored going forward. So we decided to pull that line of the show through and make it visible to everybody, uh, which I think has been very successful and we're really excited to see how that kind of puts the whole show into, into frame. Yep. And the uh, classification system um, in, inside uh, this performance or, or inside this view of these weapons that you're looking at, each of them gets classified in a hierarchical structure. Um, so there are different models of yeah. machine that you get to see kind of work and what their basic traits are, and I think the promotional material reflects that okay. as advertisements for these products. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. And the, uh, the show's title actually comes from, a, from Japanese origin and refers to behavioral conditioning that emphasizes the learning and reinforcement of patterns through repetition. How much like Japanese uh, technique did you look at? Did you guys look at any Suzuki or Kabuku? Kabuki? Kabuki. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We, uh, we definitely looked at, at some Suzuki. Um, the term kata, uh, we actually took that uh, less from its, its, I mean, from its Japanese origins for sure. But uh, a lot of the inspiration was through martial arts mm -hmm. and um, the martial arts katas uh, or katas. 
that uh, we see in karate. Um, myself, I come from a martial arts background, not specifically karate, but uh, I came from a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai background. Uh, yeah, I have experience in Taekwondo. My father, who has also helped to train the boys, uh, is a third degree black belt in karate and I believe a first or second in Taekwondo and continuing to move forward with martial arts as well. So I think there was a lot of influence in the movement vocabulary from a lot of different um, martial arts forms and even more since then have been added in bits and pieces to create our basic movement vocabulary as a physical theater company because we we aren't really any of us trained in traditional dance and so really that's where we get our our bits and pieces from but the name kata definitely extends uh, to more than just the physicality of the show and the aesthetics of the show it comes down to the fundamental meaning of the word and the way that that pairs with masculinity and the way that uh, masculinity is inherit, inherited by men um, through much re repetition and, and generations and generations of information passed down. So it, it applies on many levels that way. Yep. It's yeah, fabulous. Well, I'll wrap it up with that. I'm very excited. I'm going to be coming to one of the previews next week. Uh, I'm very excited to come see the show. I hope that everyone listening also comes and attends. Uh, they can get tickets on your website, I believe, theaterparallax.com. It's theaterparallaxtoronto.com. Toronto. Perfect. So you can buy your tickets on there. And uh, anything else you guys want to say to your audience before you close? No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> get excited because it's, it's bigger and better and more intense than it's ever been. And I think that we really pushed our limits this time in all aspects. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 absolutely. Come see what we've, uh, we've sweat so much for. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to be the definitive version of the show. Um, I can honestly say that I don't think there's anything else like it out there right now. So uh, yeah, just come check it out. All right. Thank you guys very much. Thank you. See you soon.